Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. No. John Murphy, the assistant general manager of the Toronto Argonauts. Um, what can you tell the fans about Cameron Judge? All of us agreed that he was the best player, you know, on the board, and that was very exciting. You know, from what I know right now, you know, his thing was, uh, I want to concentrate on this NFL workout. So for him to have a shot of working out for the Raiders, uh, I think it's something very important for him at this stage of his career. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Holy, welcome everybody. Welcome to the RP Show. It is a Flame Tech Football Friday, and we got RP here, Moose there, Hall of Fame rider, broadcaster John Lynch is on the sponsor's couch, and he is just uh, fit to be tied. He can't wait to get in here and talk ball today. It's a big day, as uh, producer Clark can take a bow. It's one of our biggest days in terms of guests. We've got CFLPA president Solomon Elamimian joining us, the recently retired Solly. Notice what I'm wearing. The viewers can't see this, but the, or sorry, the listeners can't, but the viewers can. CFLPA shirt. Cam Judge will be with us, the recently signed Toronto Argonaut linebacker. He had some spicy things to say in a conference call yesterday or a Zoom meeting with Toronto Media after signing with the Boltman. And then Derek Moncrief of the Los Angeles Rams will be with us, the pride of Prattville, Alabama, and a former Saskatchewan Rough Rider, now the first ever NFL player live in the bunker that we've ever had, Moose. That's exciting. That's very exciting. Can I say one thing before I get to the quick six show topics? Our good friend Jamie Anstey out in Halifax watches every day, and he said um, Canadians would be lost without the view for sports fans, which is the Rod Peterson show, and it's blowing people's minds in the Maritimes that the show comes from the sweatpants capital, which is Regina, Saskatchewan. And I didn't tweet it, Jamie, but I... I I want to say this to all our viewers across all 10 provinces and 31 states. It shouldn't blow your mind that the show's originating from the Bermuda Triangle of the National Hockey League or the heartbeat of the Canadian Football League, where we're at. It's like Paul Feinbaum doing his SEC show on ESPN out of Alabama. It is the... You know, I said I was talking about Toronto... Hamilton reporter the other day. He said the roots of the National Hockey League go back 100 years. They were... Heavily weighted towards Saskatchewan, going back that long. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it shouldn't blow your mind that this show, the view for sports fans is coming from here. That's all that I want to say. But thank you for, uh, for noticing. All right. Let's hit the quick six. Director Jordan, please. We're going to mix in a little hockey here in the quick six before we go all ball with our ballers today. But the one that everybody's talking about is Randy Ambrosi, the commissioner of the CFL, doing a... A surprising interview, if you will, with the Canadian press, where he said, the quote that I got out of this is, we're going to play in 2021. And when I talk about people that are chomping at the bit, I see there's a comment here from Trent in Norway. Can you find that, Clark, and put it up? They're coming in like a 
jackpot machine here, slot machine. Trent Bruner says, Norway calling. Dave Naylor from TSN writes that the CFL won't play without fans in the stands. Yada, 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 yada. I can't see the rest of it. It's too far away from me. But I, So Naylor's saying they won't play without fans. Well, that's incredibly disappointing to me. And I've said they have to play no matter what. Here's Naylor, who's speaking, by the way, on behalf of the owners and on behalf of the league, saying if we can't have fans, we're not playing. Look at Lynch's reaction. He's just stunned. Stunned. And you said in your tweet, I think it was your tweet yesterday, you said don't blame government, or you have said that. I've said it. A lot of very wise pundits, not the least of which is Mike Stackhouse, who writes a great column on rodpeterson.com. It's on there right now. He's saying this is all in the, in the government's hands. It wasn't for Curling Canada. It's not for the National Hockey League. It's not for the WHL that's playing out of a hub center. So I don't see how you can blame the government for if the CFL doesn't play. Your take on that. Um, yeah, I'm right there. You can't blame the government. I mean, the government plays a role, absolutely. They have to sign off on the plan. They have to approve it, right? But at the end of the day, at the end of the day if you don't play, it's on you. It means your plan wasn't good enough. You didn't want to play didn't want to spend the money or didn't want to put in the work, right? It's how it looks to me. Yeah. I mean, if you want to play, you'll put in the work. You'll have a COVID team, right? That'll be tasked for coming up with ways to play if we have COVID. And that'll cost a little bit of money. You'll have to pay for extra vaccines potentially or extra testing or, you know, whatever it might be that will get this approved by government. Or you'll have to change the way you do business to a way that works in a pandemic. If you're not willing to do those things, then you can say, look, the government won't let us play like we always have. So we don't want to play. Okay, so I just called it up here at tsn.ca. Dave Naylor is a great friend of ours. The headline is the CFL isn't going to play without fans in the stands. But I'll tell you what, if that's the case, then I've lost any faith that I've got left in the leaders of the Canadian Football League. This will be incredibly sad if it's vaccine or nothing for the CFL and will have let a lot of people down, not the least of which is the players. And I see that the CFLPA is writing in. They say, looking good, gentlemen. That's why I'm wearing the suit coat today, because they sent this long sleeve T-shirt, which I rarely wear that. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to put a blazer on over top of this and uh, class things up a little bit. But that's a poll question today for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center. What should RP wear as the host of the show? Suit coat or the traditional bunny hug, which is the vernacular here in the rectangle? In the sweatpants capital, bunny hug is another word for hoodie. What are they saying, dupes? 75% are on the bunny hug train. Yeah, but they haven't seen this yet. They haven't seen this. I think it looks sharp. And the, you know, the black is slimming. I tell you. My, <laughs> You're saying not, I'm fat? My CFL PA long sleeve fits like a glove. And I'm going to wear it tomorrow for our Saskatchewan show. But, I mean, it fits like a glove. I love, love it. it. Love yeah. it. Carlos in Indianapolis is watching. He says, this show feels too casual for the suit coat. Bunny hug it is. Well, for when it's cold out anyway. I thought I'd change things up today. And I, I think I'm going to wear this CFL PA event, outfit for special events. That's how I feel about it. I like it. Anyways... Very disappointed in the CFL if they don't play in 2021 without fans. Moving on to point two, the negativity that came out of the announcement yesterday from Randy Ambrosi, which isn't even an announcement. It was a, it was a quote in an interview, and, and kudos to Randy for saying it. But the players were all, yeah, 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 I've heard this before. 
I saw five, six players tweeting that. Then I saw Danny Austin of the Calgary Sun going back at the players saying, where's the negativity coming from? We're months away from a season. Why you got to be so negative? It's, it's crying wolf. Can you blame these players? <laughs> My heart is sinking by the minute as I think about this article from Naylor. Because again, he's speaking on behalf of the league and the owners and the presidents. That is not a sign of strong leadership from the leaders of the Canadian Football League if they can't find a way to play or aren't willing to spend the money to play without fans when other leagues are. I can't tell you how disappointed I am in them. Anyways, moving on to point three. We'll get into this later with uh, Derek Moncrief because he's an NFL player coming into the bunker. The Carson Wentz fallout. I did a little more digging. Remember, this broke just before we went to air yesterday. The Carson Wentz was dealt from the Eagles to the Colts for two draft picks. And then you mentioned how they're going to pick up $33 million of his salary. That's unbelievable. Dead money on the Eagles ca- um, cap for yeah. next year, for 2021, for $33 million. But I, you kind of forget, right, that Wentz was very good at one time. Oh, yeah. He started all 16 games as a rookie. He finished third in NFL MVP voting as a sophomore. He's got the tools. Something happened to him. And he has taken some injuries and some hits to the noggin, and he hasn't been the same since. But the Colts are willing to take that gamble. Remember when he was good in Philadelphia, his offensive offensive coordinator was? Frank Reich. Frank Reich, who's now the head coach in Indianapolis. This is the perfect scenario for jump-starting your career again and getting it back to what it was, the familiarity of the people around you. This could be really good for Carson Wentz. Uh, I, it is a football Friday for Flame Tech, so I invite any of your commentary today from the viewers. Jeff, the Stampeders fan, writes in and he says, if the CFL isn't viable without fans, then it's not viable. So be it, unless it gets a cash injection. I'll say it again, disappointed in the leadership of this league if they can't find a way to play without fans. I can't say it any more than any more times than that. But we'll we'll get your comments as we roll throughout the morning here on Canada's daytime sports talk show. This is the warm-up, by the way, for the Four Seasons Sports Palace. Come in and warm up at the Four Seasons. You're home for the NFL. I had, or NHL now, George wants us to say, NHL leftovers. It's becoming a thing. Every morning, or as many mornings as I can, I put five thoughts from the prior night's NHL games. So I'm watching the Leafs of the Sens last night, and I'm watching Brady Kachuk run around and cross-check guys in the back of the head after the whistle, and I see his brother do the same thing, and don't talk to me in Calgary about Matthew Kachuk not being a spot picker. Ask Mark Scheifele, who got knocked out of the playoffs last year. Ask Jack Campbell, the Leafs goalie, who hasn't played since Kachuk accidentally fell on him. And I'm sitting in my Lazy Boy going, I don't remember Keith Kachuk playing that way. I don't remember him being a dirty player. I actually really like Keith Kachuk as a player. He was an honest, gritty player. His boys don't play that way. So I shot a text message to a teammate of Keith Kachuk's from the 90s, and he did speak off the record, so I won't out him. But I said, did, did I miss something? Did Keith Kachuk play this way? And he says, no, but he couldn't. In the 90s, you'd have had to answer for that. So they don't have to answer for it anymore. So I said in my leftovers, Keith Kachuk wasn't a spot picker like Brady and Matthew. Spot picker, a lot of people, I guess that's an old hockey term. A lot of people don't even understand what it is. And it comes from deep inside hockey culture, which is somebody who 
picks their spot when an opponent is vulnerable. You had another definition for spot picker earlier. Similar. Similar. You know, what was yours? Well, you know, I'm not dropping the gloves with you, but you asked me in the third period, I'm dropping them with you. Like, you pick your spot, you yes. get to choose. So in both cases, mm-hmm. pick your spot, who you're going to fight, pick and spot when you're going to nail somebody if he's not looking or it's after the whistle or in the case of Jack Campbell laying down on the ice. That's all I'm saying. Those two are spot pickers, and they wouldn't have been able to get away with it in the 90s, and their dad never played that way. So that's my one leftover, and I don't respect that, by the way. And at some point, when's the NHL going to wake up and when they say, oh, sorry, it didn't mean to take out the back of Shifley's leg and knock him off for the... When are they going to start realizing it's not an accident? Uh, point three of my leftover, Sam Steele has arrived. Unfortunately, his teammates haven't. He scored the only goal last night and the Ducks lost to Minnesota, if you noticed. Um, also, who do the Flames give up for Jack Eichel? Who's it going to be? You see Taylor Hall's talking contract extension with the Sabres. Eichel's going, just wait, you'll get sick here too. <laughs> like I did, right? Maybe they'll move him, I don't know, but the Sabres have lost three in a row. Yeah. And my last one is that the Kings are quite young and also quite old. When you look at Drew Doughty and Jonathan Quick and Dustin Brown, they're all mid to late 30s. Now, you pointed out that Dustin Brown scored eight goals. Yeah. All that tells me is trade him now. Because <laughs> if you're the Kings, you're saying, we're not going anywhere. So we got some great pieces to start a rebuild right now. Do they do it? I think they should. You know, Kopitar, Doughty, Brown. You could move a lot of these pieces and really kickstart the next generation in L.A. I think it's a great idea. So, no, it's fun. You know, I got a tweet locked and loaded, ready to go for this afternoon. It is 2009 all over again in the NHL. Dustin Brown's got eight goals. Patrick Kane is fifth in the league in scoring. Joe Thornton's got eight points in eight games. And Mike Smith is fourth in the league in save percentage at like 938. And the Chicago Blackhawks are in second place. So it's unreal. It's 2009 all over again. Um, So from our viewer wall, Sheldon Lasham is watching in Calgary. He says, Roddy, that Shifley play was completely innocent, not dirty. Says the Flames fan. Troy Durrell says, same as Marchand. Marchand accomplishes a lot more and has a ring. So, hey, you guys can sit and defend the Kachucks all you want. I knew that you would, and I knew that it wouldn't be a popular comment. The fact of the matter is they are spot pickers. That's all. And if Flames fans are going to say none of what Matthew Kachuk does is intentional, then I hope you can sleep well at night. We're, we're, we're never going to agree. And you know what I realized? I was actually going to tweet this from my recovery account, and I still may. I've stopped arguing with people and just let them be wrong. And you wouldn't believe how happy I've become. It's great advice. Let them believe that Matthew Kachuk is this little angel. And maybe he is the heart and soul of the team. But I know this. I was telling Lynch in the car on the way up here. I just saw Ryan Leslie and... Uh, who was the other guy? Francis? Eric, Eric Francis. Francis talking about a culture problem in Calgary. Heart and soul of a team with a culture problem. What more do I need to say? Uh, point five. How about those Raptors? I am in no way, shape, or form an NBA insider or analyst or pundit. But I do watch the games. And last night, 
I didn't watch the Raptors beat the Milwaukee Bucks. I had a lot on my plate, obviously, but they did win 110-96 without Kyle Lowry. And incidentally, Toronto, did you see the graphic from TSN? 16-2 and without Kyle Lowry. Not a good graphic. <laughs> well, <laughs> for you, Kyle Lowry. you want to talk about heart and soul of teams. Maybe if you want to talk about trading people away, maybe it's Kyle Lowry you want to trade away. I don't think you do. And by the way, how about Shaquille O'Neal, who we all love, part of the greatest panel, not in the NBA, in sports. And he didn't know that Spicy P's name was Pascal. Did you see that clip? Just knows him as Spicy P. Oh, he just knew him as Siakam. Yeah. He didn't know. I didn't know what his first name was. That's hilarious. Unbelievable. And you know, with Lowry, it's, it, maybe that shows a little bit, though, of what he means to this team and the guys in that locker room, that it's like when he's away, you're like, let's we do, better let's pick do it, it for him. Let's pick it up. Sure. And when he's there, it's like, he'll take care of it. We don't have to work as hard. Uh, and I'll speed it up here before we bring in Solomon Elamimian and John Frenzy. But uh, the Scotties begin tonight. That is a bell-worthy ringing thing. Tonight, draw one on TSN from the Mark and McPhail Center in Calgary. We will be providing Scotties updates and coverage throughout the next week. Brought to you by Verge Agriculture, helping farmers plan and optimize their operations across every field. Visit vergeag.com to learn more today. They are out of Calgary. Tonight, it's Northern Ontario versus the Territories. Yukon versus Team Peterson, which is Wild Card 3. No relation. Alberta versus Nova Scotia and Team Canada. That's Carrie Einerson out of Manitoba representing Team Canada versus Team Zacharias, which is Team Wild Card 2. That's tonight. I think it's 8.30 Eastern, so 7.30 here Central tonight on TSN. Can't wait. Thank you, Verge Agriculture, for bringing the uh, Scotty's coverage to our viewers and to us. By the way, the rock star of the day yesterday for Rockstar Supply Chain Solutions was Saskatoon Blades head coach Mitch Love. And today's going to be, I might have to put the poll up. Who's going to be the, who is going to be the rock star of the day today? Solomon Elamimian, Cam Judge, Derek Moncrief, or John Frenzy? We'll talk more about the CFL stuff later, but we're going to talk about the great career of Solomon Elamimian and his retirement when we come back. See you in a while, dupes. We'll see you later. It's the RP Show. You're watching on Game Plus TV Network across all 10 provinces and 31 states, live daily on YouTube and Facebook, and listen live for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Support for The Rod Peterson Show is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Dupes, have I told you about Manscaped? (laughs) You've started to. I've had it for a week. Let me tell you, we've been doing it wrong. We have. Yeah, ask me why. Yeah, why? Because (laughs) I don't know where to start. I used to have to use two razors. Did I tell you that? I was doing an acrobatic act over the toilet and the sink. I had a big hair trimmer. I had a face shaver. None of those were made for below-the-waist grooming. That's a safety hazard. <sighs> don't tell anybody, but I don't have to worry about it anymore because the Lawnmower 3.0 is specifically designed for men's below-the-waist grooming. And your introductory package comes with a pair of boxer briefs, which I gave to you. Yes, not worn, I hope. <laughs> <laughs> no, I pulled them out of the package. When you order yours, you'll get a pair of underwear. This was a large, didn't fit me, so I gave them to you. You're welcome. Thank you. And it also comes with anti-chafing lotion. Where has this been all our lives? I know. So 
I used to get those Nicky things. You must have too. <laughs> nick yourself. Yes. And you're bleeding. Doesn't happen because the Lawnmower 3.0 comes with a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents. Man, Manscaped <laughs> calls them. So, what more do you want to know when you when you use the Lawnmower 3.0? You use the anti-shaving cream. You leave the house feeling like you've just left a spa. The chafing, that's the worst, right? Rubbing between the legs. Anti-chafing lotion, 20% off with the promo code FANSIDED20. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code FANSIDED20. Hey, honey, can you get one of the kids to show me how this Twitter thing works? Honey, I need to get on Instagram. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. Hey, welcome back, everybody. It's a Flame Tech Football Friday. Flame Tech is your industry leader in combustion services. And we do have, I don't know if it's breaking news, but Dave Neeler writing a column at tsn.ca this morning saying the CFL won't play if there are no fans. We'll debate that a little later on. Leading off an all-star list, and dare I say a Hall of Fame list of guests today that includes Derek Moncrief and Cam Judge, is Solomon Elamimian, the president of the CFL Players Association, but just past a week past his announcement, to retire from pro football after 10 illustrious seasons. It would have been 11 in 2020, and he has moved on to uh, life after football. And, Solly, I, I appreciate you joining us again. I'll say congratulations on that Hall of Fame career, but does it feel weird to say that you're retired? Are you used to it yet? Um, I, honestly, I'm not used to it, but I do um... – there are perks to it. You know, I can hit the snooze button a couple more uh, times now without rushing to the gym. So, you know, that's a pro, but um, it's definitely different uh, not to have that, um, that mindset of, you know, it, working out and having a purpose for the season. It's going to be weird for us to watch CFL football without you on the field. And I do want to talk about your career and so forth, but can, and we've all seen the tributes that have poured out. I would say the most the most unbelievable tribute came from the Rainbow Warriors in Hawaii, and I want to talk about your career there. But the decision to retire, what what led up to that decision? It could not have been easy last week. Yeah. Um, it, it was something I've thought about uh, for a couple months now, and it was just one where, you know, just thinking about um, really in December and just saying, okay, you know, what's the goal for next season? What is it that I want to accomplish? And the more I thought about it, I really couldn't pinpoint you know, that goal, that motivation, that's always kind of propelled me to, um, you know, Solomon, maybe on the football field. And, you know, more importantly, just, you know, other interests outside of football, you know, started, you know, taking, you know, taking hold. And honestly, I never thought that I'd be in a position where, um, you know, I had things going on outside of football that I really wanted to explore. And that was uh, really what came down to it. Um, leaving on my own terms, but obviously, you know, and honestly, just really my mind having nothing to accomplish, nothing, um, you know, when I looked around, there's nothing that I wanted to do in terms of football. And, you know, I just thought it would be fair and the right time for me to move on and just pursue other things in life, things that really have been interesting me, um, you know, recently. And, you know, it's something that I'm happy about, something that my family, you know, supports me on. And, you know, I'm excited about the next chapter. Well, you know, then I hope you feel good then because you don't have anything left to accomplish. You've won a great cup, uh, first defensive player of the modern era to win the MVP of the league. 
uh, record-setting career with BC. You got to play for Canada's team, the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, Solly. So I'm glad because very few guys get to leave on their own term. I could probably count it on one hand, to be honest with you. So good for you if you're at peace with it. We got Hall of Fame rider broadcaster John Lynch here. He's got some questions for you. What do you got, Frenzy? Solly, great to see you again. I loved you on the field out there. Um, I'm going to ask you the big question. Are we going to play football this year? It's bounced around so much. You're the guy who can probably give us a straight answer. And we've been looking for a summer. What do you say? Well, you know, that's a that's a good question. And obviously everybody wants to know. And, you know, from our standpoint, the PA, we're committed to having a, a safe 18-game season. I think, you know, what the commissioner said yesterday was very positive of, you know, they're also committed to having an 18-game season. So I know there's a lot of reports out there, speculations. But, you know, as long as we're working towards that goal, um, you know, good things will happen. And I'm a very optimistic person. I, I always believe that if you put your, you know, mind towards something, if you work together as, as a group, you know, there's ways to uh, accomplish that. And obviously there's hurdles. You know, we have to meet the certain requirements with the, um, you know, health and provincial uh, officials. And that's something that we're working on right now. And hopefully we can have a document on the return to play um, protocol, safe one submitted by next week. So those are positive signs. And, you know, I just I would, um, you know, just, you know, uh, ask people just to remain optimistic and, and, and be encouraged. Solomon, just some comments from our viewers. Uh, guys, can you put, um, they just slipped off the screen. There's somebody coming in here. One from Micah Awe. The say the GOAT, my biggest mentor since entering the CFL in 2017. Congrats on a legendary career. We'll come back to that. Craig Campbell from the Hockey Hall of Fame in downtown Toronto says the CFL was a better league with Solomon Elamimian. What a fine player. Vancouver and Canada are better with you as a person by making your home here. And that is a great comment, Craig. And I'm asking, where are you settling, Solly? Where are you now and where do you plan to live in the years ahead? Yeah, so Vancouver is home. I'm actually in Vancouver right now, completing um, day 11 of my 14-day quarantine. I was in the States, uh, you know, the last couple of months. But um, I'm back in Vancouver. It's home for me. And, um, yeah, I, I've had nine years here. And um, one thing that kind of always stuck out to me um, was what Corey Banks told me. He was like, so I'll stay, try to stay in the same city as long as possible. And, you know, you'll find good things happen. And, you know, I took heed to that advice and I've made some really great contacts here in Vancouver and, you know, awesome friends here and, you know, great um, opportunities in the business world. So Vancouver will be home for the um, for the near future. BC Lions, what's the situation with them? We've heard they're going to be in good shape for this year. We've heard they're not going to be in good shape. So, Sully, can you just sort of enlighten us on what the real situation is? Yeah, well, I really can't comment on the business side of things, but what I can say is, you know, being part of that um, organization, um, I think they have really competent people in charge there. You know, I look at Neil McAvoy, somebody that it's um, a BC line through and through who's been there, who's, um, you know, paid his dues. He has the opportunity to, um, you know, really show that he can, you know, build a team. Um, they brought uh, Ryan Rigmaiden back. He was over in um, uh, Winnipeg Blue Bombers. He's a really great um evaluator of talent. And I think that's going to be important for the BC Lions to try to get good young talent in that market and, you know, where the, the fans can gravitate and, and, and get a hold of household names. You know, when I was playing uh, with the BC Lions, we always kept household names. Wally always kept a strong nucleus of a group of guys where, you know, you always kind of knew what the product was going to be. And I think they're off to a good start in um, bringing Ryan Rigmain back and also 
uh, Neil McAvoy, and you know, can't forget D. Roy Simon, who is still, you know, part of that, um, you know, organization and plays an integral role in our organization. So, you know, you look at the personnel they have, I think they're in good hands. The GOAT, another GOAT, G. Roy, which he literally is in terms of receptions. I love hmm. that man, and I can't wait to see all of them when we get back to CFL football and get out to the West Coast. Jack Fulton watching in Vulcan, Alberta, says, Congratulations, Solomon. We need more players to seek potential post-football careers while still playing. I commend you to finish with the game before the game is finished with you. Uh, Jeff, the Stamps fan, said Lou Pasagli is one of the few that left on his own terms. So I'm glad I asked that question, Solly, and I'm happy with your answer. But it's interesting when you say staying in one place because the players fought for the one-year contracts, and you hear us a lot from the fans going, and the teams don't like it either. It's like, how do we sell jerseys when we only have a guy for a year? Um, what would you tell young guys? That's kind of a slippery slope, eh? Well, I think you look at the system and how, you know, contracts, you know, you know, are made and, you know, Rod, obviously, you know, a little bit about that. Um, you know, sometimes a player commits to a team for two, three years, but the team doesn't commit to that player. And I would say the system needs to be one where, in, in, um, you know, it um, <clears throat> gives a player such a comfort that if I'm going to commit to that organization, the organization should commit to me. So I think, you know, we can do a better job of facilitating that. Um, but, you know, for me, it always worked for me. I played, you know, under, you know, Wally Bono, who, you know, pretty much told me, hey, Sally, as long as you do your job, you know, you'll be here. You know, we, we want to encourage player retention. And obviously we understand that football is, is a tough business, but, you know, you said uh, the fans and that's the number one consumer. But, you know, if you look at, you know, there's different ways I think that we can come about, you know, enticing players to stay in the same, t- uh, same city. And I'm um, really having the team and, and the community commit to that player as well. Yeah, when you say that and you talk about Wally and I think about your great years in Vancouver, when you've got a great organization with leaders that you trust, the loyalty just comes naturally, you know? So that's kind of what you're saying, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, loyalty, you know, comes... Oh, yeah, the loyalty comes naturally. Just, you know, one point, you know, on that loyalty factor, I, you know, I told my Achilles in 2015, and I remember, you know, Wally said, hey, Sally, you know what? You're a big part of our organization. Obviously, you've um, you, you got a significant injury that, you know, a lot of people don't come back from, but, you know, we're going to trust it, you know, knowing your mentality and how you approach things that you'll be, you know, the, the side that we all know. And, you know, he, he still committed to me. And that to me showed, um, you know, a sense of loyalty where sometimes it's missing, but, you know, it's, it's hard to find nowadays. And I think that, you know, if you look at the system, there's ways to build continuity, um, where you give incentives to teams to keep that same player in, in, in the city, right? From uh, producer Clark, he wants to know, of all the linebackers you played with, who would be your dream trio to start with on the field? You're in one spot. Who is beside you? And if I may, this crew with Moncrief and Judge today, that's a pretty good, that's a pretty good trio. Uh, you could answer that, uh, but of your career, yeah. what's your dream starting trio all time? Um, well, that's a tough question. Like I had a really good season with, um, with Cam Judge, Moncrief, great, great, great players, man. Very versatile. Um, you know, Cam is going to do great things in Toronto and, you know, Moncrief has, you know, NFL talent. They both do. Um, but just in terms of my career, obviously being BC for nine years, I have to go back to BC, right? And we all remember team up 100, um, you know, the star next to me, Adam Big Hill how dominant, you know, we played together. We really pushed each other. We made the team better. 
Um, so Adam would definitely be, um, you know, besides me, playing with the Will linebacker spot. And to my left, um, I played with really good nickelbacks, uh, Luchas Purifoy, um, uh, Derek Moncrief, obviously I just mentioned him. But I would go with Corey Banks. I would say Corey Banks. You know, Corey Banks was one of the best players I ever played with, versatile, um, communicated in, in the locker room and communicated on the field, and which is a great locker room personality. And he's someone that always made training camp go uh, go a little bit easier. You know, he always had the jokes and everything um, that made you kind of forget how tough training camp was. So I would say Corey Banks, myself, and Adam Big Hill. Those are some tremendous players and great guys, too. We've had them all on the show. Uh, I just got to ask you this about the Hawaii thing because it came across my uh, Google search, the, art, the, the Rainbow Warriors, the tribute they did to you. Did you... You obviously saw what they what they put out when you announced your retirement. I mean, if you had a 144 tackle season in the CFL, you ate <laughs> up the CFL. You must have just dominated at Hawaii. What are your memories of playing there? Yeah, I had a great uh, time playing in Hawaii. Uh, you guys remember uh, Coach June Jones, who coached at the Hamilton Tiger Cats. He was my head coach in Hawaii. He actually, came to my house. Um, you know, when I was at Crenshaw High School, and he actually recruited me, offered me a scholarship. My older brother at the time was was going to Hawaii, and you know, Coach Jones was you know sitting in the front of my um in my living room and said, "Sally, I haven't seen film on you, but your older brother Abe is a beast, and you know I trust uh you know I trust his word on it, and we want to offer you a scholarship." And Hawaii really changed my life, being an inner city kid from you know Los Angeles, and you know kind of viewing the world in one way, uh, going to Hawaii and being able to kind of relax and find myself as a young man. I'm forever indebted uh, to that university and that program. And, you know, obviously I got strong ties there. My older brother uh, is the defensive backs coach uh, for Hawaii. So it's, it's a place that I, I consider home. Great people, great fans. And, you know, it's been tremendous to get the, the feedback and support from them uh, through my career and also on my retirement. Outstanding. Well, Solomon, the CFL has been richer for your involvement on the field. We look forward to uh, your role continuing with the Players Association. Do not be a stranger, please, and uh, appreciate the time today. Hey, Rod, thanks for having me. Appreciate you. Thanks for all your support uh, throughout the CFL, and let's hope we have a, a safe uh, 21 season. Appreciate you. Always. You betcha. Always. Solomon Elamimian from the Players Association uh, joining us days after his retirement. We're going to take a timeout. We've got Cam Judge ready to go from the Argos next. Sports update coming up and viewer takeover as well. It is a Flame Tech Football Friday. You're watching on Game Plus TV Network, YouTube and Facebook Live, and listen live at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. No, you can catch all the best moments from the show on all our social media platforms. Now back to the studio with Rob. All right, welcome back to a Flame Tech Football Friday, everybody. Hall of Fame writer, broadcaster John Frenzy is with me, and we're very excited to go out on video chat. And I, I thank him for waiting because they tell me he's in his Jeep in California. Cam Judge, if you did a Google search, you asked who was the most searched name in the CFL this week, it would be this guy right here, Cameron Judge, the newest member of the Argos. Cam, happy Friday, my man. How are you? Hey, I'm doing good, man. Thank you for having me out. It is nice to see you again, Cam, and see you smiling. And I loved your Zoom interview with the Toronto media yesterday where you said, 
Where's all the fuss coming from? This is the biggest news in the CFL that you signed with the Argos, and you seemed a little surprised that everybody has an opinion on it. Uh, I mean, I was I was expecting an opinion for sure. I mean, I was mostly just saying that uh, about the salary cap. I mean, I'm sure there's bigger problems out there. I wasn't uh, maybe the hobby thing might have been a little rude, but <laughs> but uh, I was just saying, you know, there's a, there's bigger issues to worry about. Like uh, it's someone else's problem that they'll handle you know what i'm saying but i mean I, I was kind of expecting a little bit of uh reaction i guess you'd say well you got it and uh you were at the top of most free agent boards as as, as an available guy and you did explain to the media yesterday what why you picked toronto but maybe for the benefit of our viewers which includes a lot of the rider nation you know there's a there's a tale being spun out there that you wanted to live in a big city was that part of it i mean what went into you choosing toronto uh, I, I wouldn't really say that played a part. I mean, of course, Toronto's a wonderful city. It's a great city. But, uh, I mean, that, I'm there to play football at the end of the day. I mean, the rest of this stuff is just distraction, really. I mean, I come from L.A., but, I mean, I'm really not too crazy of, like, a big city guy, like, going out and stuff. It's not really my thing. So, I mean, at the end of the day, I'm there to play football. And I was looking at the roster, talking to the coaches. You know, I got a good relationship with a lot of them, like Mike Davis, Murphy, obviously, those guys. Uh, so it was a lot of the football stuff that brought me to the city. I mean, my goal, as I said, is to win a championship. And I feel they got a lot of good pieces where uh, if we put the work in, we do what we're supposed to do. The good things can happen. Did you enjoy yourself here in Saskatchewan? I thought you were a great football player. I want to I want to bring you back here, actually. <laughs> but uh, did you enjoy your two years here? Oh, man, I loved it. That, playing there was like nothing else, man. That game day feeling is uh, that's definitely a hard thing to replicate if you can, if, if impossible, you know. So it's definitely I'm going to definitely miss playing there, miss the fans and stuff. Uh, it was a wonderful two years I had playing there, and I'm, I'm forever thankful for them giving me the opportunity to continue my career there and be able to do what I do. What is it about Toronto – one of our viewers has asked this, and I'll spin it. Chris Robinson says, what is Cam looking forward to the most playing in Toronto? I feel a real exciting vibe with what's going on with the football team. Talk about moving to that new city, playing at BMO Field with this group of guys. What has you most excited about all of that? Uh, I think what has me most excited is all, all the talk right now. You know, A lot of people say it's the, the paper championship happening right now and stuff like that. So I'm excited to go there and put in the work and really come out as a strong team that, you know, is, can be a contender. So I'm, I'm really excited for that because I feel a lot of people aren't buying into it, aren't believing in what we could be capable of. So I feel like it's just going to light a fire under me for the whole offseason going into the season. Charleston Hughes, about factor and you're going there? Uh, yeah, me, me and Charleston, we had some good talks, you know, uh, yeah, he was definitely trying to get me over there since the moment he knew he was going over there. And, yeah, I mean, him, him, uh, yeah, he, he definitely helped. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> yeah. um, from some of our viewers, Jim Vancha says, show me the money. Nelson Hackowitz says, you had said the riders were impatient and moved on too quick. Had Jeremy been more patient, would you still be a rider? I'm sure you're getting questions like that regularly. Uh, you know, I was, I was definitely still had a decision to make, that's for sure. But, uh, I, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I did. Hold on. Let me think about that before I say something. 
Uh, yeah, so, I mean, there was definitely a chance of me going back to Saskatchewan. I mean, as I said, I love playing there. and But at the end of the day, I, I understood the risk I was taking, and I, I have no ill will or anything towards anyone over there. I mean, they did what they had to do, and isn't that what we all got to do? So, I mean, it is what it is at the end of the day. I'm just excited I can keep playing football. Well, one day the fans might realize that the players are their own personal businesses and you do have to do what's best for you. And speaking of that, you did have the workout with the Raiders. I'm fascinated to ask you what went on because I know guys that have worked out for over two hours for NFL teams. I know guys that have worked out for five minutes for NFL teams. What was yours like with the Raiders? Uh, We worked out. I had to work out for about, it was probably like 20, 25 minutes maybe 30 like so 20 to 30 in that range and it was just like a lot of drops and stuff like that you know seeing how i move which i I felt i honestly did pretty good Uh, i felt the feedback was pretty good in that area but i I just weighed in a little light and they were looking for something a little little heavier than that who were the uh the personnel that were around was was coach chucky uh present did you see john gruden Uh, who who worked you out uh, I, I got worked out by the linebacker coach, and uh, I, I met most of the personnel. I actually didn't have a chance to meet uh, Gruden, but uh, I saw him around on the sideline for a little bit during the workout. But, uh, yeah, I met most of the personnel, though. Do you have? Do you think, Cam, there's a chance that if you light it up with the Argos, because you're still in the prime of your career, that the NFL might come knocking again? You just have to prove it with your play on the field? Or, or have you moved on from that? Uh, I mean, I, I think there's still an opportunity to be had. I mean, I'm, I just turned 26, so I feel like I'm I'm just getting ready to enter the prime of my career. But I mean, I'm uh, as I said on uh, with the Argos media yesterday. You know, I'm just focused on where I am now, what I'm doing now, and the rest of the, everything else will just take care of itself. Good for you. Yep. All right, frenzy. One more. What do you got? Jeff Singleton, Mel with the Eagles, former Stampede. I'm, I'm sure you. Alex know him. Singleton. Alex Singleton has made it with the Eagles. Uh, you're sort of the same build as him. Did that have any go- any thought going into it when you were going down to the to a tryout with the East, with the uh, Raiders? Uh, yeah, I mean a little bit. Yeah, Alex is a guy I, I work out with Alex, so I see him pretty often, you know. And he's definitely a, a motivate, um, inspirational figure to me. You know, he's a guy I played against in high school, played against in Canada, and so seeing him play in the NFL is just amazing, you know, especially how well he's doing. So. Guys like him, Slug, Pre, you know, all those guys motivate me uh, to get to that next level because, you know, I see what they did. I see how they're doing, and it's just it's motivational. Cam, you're no smaller than Alex Singleton, are you? Uh, you know, he's, he's a little bit heavier than I am. You know, I, I, I was looking yesterday, kind of looking at us, too. <laughs> and, yeah, <laughs> yeah he, he's, he's got a couple pounds on me. You know, that guy he puts in the work. Like, but what about what yeah. about height? Uh, we're about the same height. I'd say he might he might be a little bit taller, like no more than an inch. I'm not yeah, sure. That, that's what I thought. I've been around you both, and I'm like, Alex is no monster. Like if he can do it, you can do it. So well, there you go. You got you got a fire, Cam. Yeah, something to play for. <laughs> yeah, let's go. Yeah, I mean, he, yeah, I see, I see him putting the work every day. You know, it's it's he's his work ethic is something is. It's different, you know. He's so he's a guy. I'm trying to I'm trying to match his uh, workouts, match his you know his drive and stuff, and maybe we'll end up in similar places. That's how you do it, man. Motivating each other. I love to hear it. Well, 
Hey, our, our man Vic Palma is watching in Las Vegas. He says, great interview. He's a, he's a Jones guy. He was a scout on the staff when you were drafted by the Riders. So, Cam, I'm glad to see everything's going so well. Congrats on the new deal. Can't wait to get you on the field. And uh, all the best for you, man. Keep in touch. I appreciate it, Rod. Thank you for all the support, man. And thank you for having me out. You Still betcha. love to have you here. <laughs> He's gone, Lynch. He's gone. Get over it. Cam Judge joining us from California, the Toronto Argonauts. When we come back, a sports update and more. Derek Moncrief coming up next hour from the Los Angeles Rams right here in the bunker. It's a Flame Tech Football Friday. You're watching on Game Plus TV, YouTube and Facebook Live, and listen live for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Your opinions now. We won't victimize you unless you really deserve it. Now, back to your host, Rod Peterson. All right, welcome back, everybody. Just ahead of a sports update, we've got a comment here from Jack Fulton watching in Vulcan, Alberta. He says it's Riders Football Friday. No, it's not. It's former rider Cameron Judge, now of the Toronto Argonauts, Solomon Elamimian, former rider, now retired, and Derek Moncrief of the L.A. Rams. And Lynch, I'll give this stage to you. You're still not happy with this Cameron Judge thing. No, he's just a too good a football player. Once again, you can't lose stars like that, Rod. You're sick and tired of me saying that, but losing with... Uh, Charleston Hughes and now the other guy, Cameron, Judge and him were the two stars of our defense last year. Great football player, made big games, won a game against Edmonton by himself with a big interception. A leader all the way. You give him the money. Okay, guys, you give him the money. Winnipeg with Wade Miller and Ken, whatever, Ken Wallace here, they do the thing. What they do for their first string offense and first string defense, they pay them well. Maybe... Too high in somebody's minds, but they pay them well, and the second and third people, second and third stringers, don't get paid as well. But it's worked out very well because the top stars are, are happy. You can't make everybody happy. It can't be an even Steven for everybody. I, I don't think Jeremy O'Day's got over that yet. He, he wants to make it nice and everybody happy. You can't do that because, yeah, the second and third stringers are upset that they're not getting the big salaries, but go out there and play when you get a chance. Okay, so to the sports update, the world's most famous and prestigious women's curling national championship is being staged under unfamiliar circumstances, but the stakes will be very familiar. The Scotties Tournament of Hearts begins tonight inside a strictly enforced, safe, no-fans bubble at the Mark and McPhail Center in Calgary. The winning team will qualify for the Tim Hortons curling trials presented by AGI next November in Saskatoon where Canada's four-player men's and women's teams for the 2020 Winter Games will be decided. The winning team also will play at the 2022 Scotties in Thunder Bay as Team Canada in addition to pocketing first place prize money of $100,000. Draw one tonight is at 8.30 Eastern on TSN and our Scotties coverage is brought to you by Ver agriculture the curling report helping farmers plan and optimize their operations across every field visit vergeag.com to learn more today 
Austin Matthews scored his 15th and 16th goals to pad his NHL lead and had two assists to help the league-leading Toronto Maple Leafs thump the last-place Ottawa Senators 7-3 at Scotiabank Arena last night. Ryan Hartman and Kevin Fiala scored 38 seconds apart in the first period. Capo Kakadin stopped 16 shots, and the Minnesota Wild defeated the Anaheim Ducks 3-1. And Capo Kako and Artemi Panarin scored in the shootout to give the Rangers a 3-2 victory over the Philadelphia Flyers. Norman Powell scored 29 points. Pascal Siakam had 27. And the Toronto Raptors beat Milwaukee 110-96 to hand the Bucks their fifth consecutive loss in the NBA. The sports update for Ballers Rec Room. They can handle all your food and fun needs. Visit their website at ballersrecroom.com. And for Red Bull Canada, Red Bull gives you wings. John Frenzy sticking around into Hour 2. Derek Moncrief of the LA Rams will be with us. Way more viewer comments coming up in the viewer takeover. But I want to mention that the Telemiracle 5050 is live now. You can purchase your tickets at telemiracle5050.ca. It's in support of the Kinsman Foundation. They're helping people every day improve their quality of life at Independence through gifts of mobility equipment and medical travel assistance. What do nice guys do, Lynch? Manage the Kinsman Club. They run the Kinsman Club. That's well, this right. is your chance to support them. <laughs> one ticket for $20, five tickets for $20, 20 tickets for 100 or 100 tickets for $250. All tickets, all proceeds going to the Kinsman Foundation. Order yours, telemiracle5050.ca. And uh, we'll make the draw on Friday, February 26th. Stick around after the break. Hour two coming up with Derek Moncrief here on Game Plus. For more Rod Peterson On Demand, visit rodpeterson.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.